What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. This week's episode is a fucking party, y'all. So bust out the champagne, grab a motherfucking cocktail, because the ridiculous misadventures of a single girl is fucking here. Welcome to FML Talk. Oh my God. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. I did not in chapter 6 <gasps> He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. Holy shit, you guys. I can't believe that we are finally here. We have passed September 4th, and it is now out in the world. I feel like I have been getting asked about book two since the first week that Eat, Pray, FML released. Um, You finally will get to read what has happened after Europe, all of the things that ensued, my second solo adventure by choice. And I feel like the fucking weight of the goddamn world has been lifted off of my shoulders. I've been open on this journey with you guys that this has been a more difficult book for me to write. Eat Pray FML kind of just flowed out of me. I wrote it in three and a half months. It just came out. I can go back and read that book anytime or listen to the audiobook. Not that I do that all the time, but there's been random times where my girlfriends want to put on the audiobook on a road trip. And it's it's like happy and enjoyable and fun for me. This book has not been quite the same. It was really difficult for me to write. There are things in it that I'm not necessarily proud of. There are times in my life where I look back on it and it brings up a lot of judgment around myself. And it was just a really gnarly process, you guys, to write this fucking book. I feel like I wrote Eat, Pray, FML for me, and I wrote The Ridiculous Misadventures for you guys. That is not to say that I did not get a massive amount of healing from writing this book, because Lord knows there were tears, there was laughter, there was all the fucking things. Um, And I am so glad that it's finally out in the world, and I cannot wait to hear all of your feedback and how you guys are resonating with it. And hopefully it lives up to your expectations because nothing like a a worldwide bestseller to have a little bit of pressure on the follow-up. But to start this party episode off, I am going to read you the official intro of The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl. It all started with a kiss. One seemingly harmless, simple fucking kiss. And oh, how long ago that kiss now seems. If you're reading this, it's because you came on a serious life-altering journey with me. In fact, you probably feel like we're best friends by now. And I love that. In a way, we are. I mean, you know my deepest, darkest secrets my ridiculously embarrassing moments, my highs, my lows, my scars, and my wounds. You really know me. You watched me find out about an affair, witnessed my marriage crumble, 
and screamed, oh my God, don't do it, as I fell hard into the arms of a damaged man. You were with me for my biggest heartbreak, my most terrifying decision, and the greatest adventure of my life. You traveled with me, ate a lot with me, cried, laughed, and healed with me. And if you're like 95% of the other readers, when it was done, you dropped to your knees, looked up to the heavens, and screamed, what the fuck happened after Europe? Well, my new best friend, you're in luck. Mostly because my life continued to be a wild escapade filled with life lessons, uninhibited experiences, chaotic relationships, and a whole lot of healing. But also because I'm just crazy enough to write about it one more time. So once again, buckle up for the ups, the downs, the growth, the travel, and of course, the men new and old, because this is the ridiculous misadventures of a single girl. Whew! I mean, it is now out into the world, into your hands. Um, I, I feel like I have climbed fucking Mount Everest. <laughs> um, there is so much in this book. This book covers two years of my life when Eat, Pray, FML, <laughs> if you can believe it, only covered three months. So I hope you guys are enjoying the read. If you are waiting for the audiobook, it will be available in a few weeks. And it was a journey, guys, to to record it, to go back and read all of this. It's been a lot on my little heart. And I am really, really glad that it is finally fucking here and we can all celebrate in today's episode. And to do so, I am bringing on my producer and best friend, Jacqueline, and my man, Tay. Um, we are going to sit down and discuss all the fucking things um, and all the feelings that go along with all the things and uh, play a really fun game that we have set up. So I want you to all be aware and forewarned. There are a few spoilers in this episode. So if you are like crazy about your spoilers and you don't want to hear anything that you're about to read in the book... You might want to listen to this episode once you've read a little bit more. Um, there are no massive spoilers. I think if you have been watching my stories closely and the way I answer certain questions and talk about things, they're not going to come as a huge fucking shock to you. But be forewarned, there are spoilers coming up. Without further ado, let's, uh, let's start the fucking party. Here we go. Jacqueline and uh, Tamar, welcome to Book Two Celebration FML Talk. This is the first threesome we've had on FML Talk. Hey now. Yes, yes, that was a pun intended. No, but seriously, this is the first time we have had more than two people on the show at once. Yay. Wow. There's a first time for everything. How exciting. So thank you guys for being here with me to celebrate 
fucking this goddamn book finally being out into the universe. The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl is finally here. I know we're celebrating, guys, but like it hasn't been the easiest what year i guess road of of writing this of doing this of living the real life with it so we're gonna dive into all the things you wrote it pretty fast though dude i really didn't compare to eat pray fml like eat pray fml i wrote in three and a half months flat and this one i wrote over the span of a year it felt like it was like a month it wasn't i wish well and you didn't write it as you were traveling which was probably i mean you wrote some of it as you were traveling but when you know when you came back here and started writing i knew it was difficult yeah i did everything out of order kind of just randomly as i felt as the spirit moved me as tay would say so let's start with you tay <laughs> what what Jackie- I, wait i did have a question that just came to mind but okay. maybe i could ask it later well no go ahead okay so as person knowing that you're in a book before reading it what would have been your ideal way to have been represented that's a really oh that's a very very deep question um it's something that you don't ever think about you know what i mean it who's gonna write a book about you (laughs) <laughs> like that's <it's, laughs> <This one. laughs> except uh, well, the person I'm in a relationship with. Um, <clears throat> I didn't really give it much thought, to be honest. Uh, I didn't. I, I yeah, you want to be the hero, of course. But I didn't give that much thought. I also was living it. And um, so I, I wasn't really thinking there would be a second book. You know what I mean? When, when, but, when, yeah. but when you read your description, was it... <clears throat> Did it live up to the idea of how you would want to have been represented? It far, far exceeded it. Are you kidding me? It was, I like, it brought me to tears when she read it. She came running into the room and she's like, I got to read this to you. This is your intro. (laughs) I'm going to read it right now. Oh, yeah. Because it's honestly, I posted this in the FML self-love club as a sneak peek before the book dropped and... It's probably my favorite intro I've ever written about anyone. And don't worry, Jackie, we're going to read yours too while we're here on this episode. I wish you guys could see this. They're sharing a mic right now and they're like (laughs) fighting for Just like fighting for time per usual. (laughs) Fucking actors. With no camera. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. Tyler. How do I even begin to accurately describe Tyler? He's 6'3", half Persian and half Irish, but looks more like a Roman god that stepped off the pages of a rugged Ford truck advertisement. He had a tan complexion, crystal baby blue eyes that could easily impregnate you upon first glance, and an obnoxiously suave wink and smile combo. And somehow, like my favorite red wine, got freaking better with age. We're all like dying trying not well, to laugh. Can I also mic. point out that you predicted the future? Maybe not have been Ford, but Nissan came through. Actually, there was a Ford commercial prior to oh, the really? Nissan. Yes. So you're welcome for that epic fucking intro. Um, yeah, I I have to obviously say thank you. That was it's fucking phenomenal. It's also borderline embarrassing. But but do you think it's you? Um, like from your perspective, do you think you're that drop dead sexy? <laughs> do you think you are a Roman god coming off the pages of whatever? Do you she think said? you're God's gift to Earth? Oh my God! <laughs> Hello. Um, no. 
God, no, I don't. And that's why it was shocking to hear the first time. And I don't even remember if I would like <clears throat> questioned you about it. And, and I, maybe I'm, I don't think I did this, but I probably wanted to like went up to you and said, Hey, peanut, can we maybe take out the Roman God bit? No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, it was flattering and it was, it far exceeded my expectations and it was amazing. It's like, yeah, that's amazing when somebody looks at you with those eyes and, and it really, and <laughs> publishes it. It really You are makes... immortal. <laughs> An immortal Roman god. Oh that's my what god. you are now. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. But on on that topic, you know, obviously, Tay read the book before anybody else did before it was published. Um, and there were moments that you read where you were like, oh, like that's that's hard to read about you specifically. Obviously, there was a lot that was hard to read, but there were things that I wrote about you that was hard for you to read. Yeah, um, big time. I, the whole book was was a difficult read for me <clears throat> because I did live it and I did really like go through all of the phases of the book that everybody's about to read. Um, in that sense, it was difficult to know uh, what my partner or non-partner at the time on and off was going through, even though we had had a discussion about it and she had told me everything it was still difficult to read i still had anxiety going into it i put it i put it aside i put it aside until i had to sign the papers and until she uh was like hey we're <laughs> you need to read it because i'm about to record it and if there's any changes <clears throat> look i'm i'm an open book yeah I, I live my life that way and I think that's the only way to actually love yourself is to just be open and be free. Um, so in regards to the book, I was open to her discussing some of my addictions, some of the problems that I was facing during that time, because it was relevant to her side of the story. So I was definitely totally fine with that. Um, <clears throat> although that's always hard to read. And it's also always hard to know that that's now going out. Um, but again, 
vulnerability, I think, is is an asset in that sense. It was also kind of difficult for me writing it to toe the line of, okay, I have to show up and authentically tell this story truthfully for not only for myself, but for my readers, but to know that, you know, they're, these are all real people. I have real, real relationships with many of them. You know, obviously there's things that are very important to my journey that have to do with situations with him and his ex-wife, who is obviously still a part of our life, as is their daughter, um, in a very big way. So I want to always respect that and them and make sure nothing is ever painted in a wrong light, but still, write authentically what was going on in my relationship with him and therefore the other people that were involved in some way, which was difficult. So then do you both feel good about it now that it's out? Yeah. And I was just about to piggyback on her saying like, <clears throat> I do feel good about it. I, I feel that it is extremely authentic. There's no, um, what's the word? Be, uh, pushing up. Come on, guys. There, there's no embellishing, no embellishing, <laughs> thank you. There's no embellishing, there's no, it's all really true and directly related to her. Um, I think maybe throughout the whole book, I came to you once or twice and said, is that something that needs to be said? And you gave me a reason and I moved on. I was like, fine. She, she, she gave me the door to walk through. Hey, if there's anything in this book that you cannot have in this book, let me know. And I didn't, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't really, you know, have a problem with any of it. Now, that being said, there were numerous times I read, was reading the book and was completely, um, <clears throat> oh, devastated maybe is the right word, uh, you know, where it's like, oh my God, this, I knew what was happening, but I, I hadn't read it. And I, I, I had really processed all of it, gone through it with therapy, I might add, um, and dealt with it. And now to relive it was very difficult for me. Very difficult. So many, so much so that there were a few times getting up in the middle of reading this book, <clears throat> furious furious on the verge of tears on the verge of you know rage whatever it was and i came out of the room that i was reading in and she was in the bedroom and i would in the process of walking towards the bedroom to like say oh my god what or why or how <laughs> um i stopped every fucking time and it happened like six times i don't even know if you know that and i walked to the door, stopped in the kitchen, looked at our dogs, looked at where I'm walking, and was like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's not to, so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, you know, I just have to relive this now, but look at where I am. Yeah. You know? And, well, and, but then comes the question is, are you prepared to talk about it for months on end now? <sighs> yeah. Um, well, because it's not just like, what did you think about it? What no, is yeah. your experience? But it's like the lessons learned yeah. for the readers of like mm -hmm. learning how to navigate their own lives through right. lessons in the book. 100%. I mean, if this is going to actually help people, which obviously look at what Epre FML did, yeah, I I'm willing to 
like hash it out yeah it hash out, it out answer talk, questions yes talk through a hundred percent and i'll be uh, uh, like i at the beginning i said vulnerable i'll be open and and let people know what i was going through let people know that mentality that i had walking out of my room to go i mean out of my office to go to the bedroom and stopping because that right there is a lesson that i have never learned until this point i would always go into that room are you fucking kidding me? Like what? And she would say, uh, I told you all this. I know, but you know, and then I, I just, there was no point in doing that. So that's a lesson right there that I stopped myself because of the environment. And then, you know, decided it wasn't the right move. Yeah. I have an interesting question. So the first book, uh, first of all, you're the only person in my life that has had any input or say on things. And I'll be very transparent with everybody. Like nothing was changed. There was not one thing where you were like, I'd actually like you to change this or this makes me uncomfortable. There were the, like you said, those two times where you were like, Oh, does this have to be in there? And I gave you my reason why. And you were like, great. Okay. And it didn't change, but nobody else with eat, pray, FML read the book and then was like, oh, this makes me a little uncomfortable. Can you maybe change this? Um, so you're the only person that's been allotted that privilege, if you will. Um, but my question is, so for Eat, Pray, FML, when I spoke to Javier about reading that for the first time, he was like, it was very, very difficult because I had known the situation, obviously, because I was a part of it. But reading your innermost feelings about what I had done to you and the situations I had put you in was really devastating and difficult for me um, and taught me a lot. So I'm curious when you were reading some of the things that you and I went through in the ridiculous misadventures, did you have any like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was this deep or I didn't realize she felt, you know, so specific towards something or was there anything that surprised you or was more difficult than you experienced as far as reading about the stuff with you and I? Yes. <laughs> period end of sentence it was a lot it was it threw me for a loop i knew what you had gone through i knew well because we had talked about it you had told me the whole thing i knew it all um but reading it was a different animal it it, it affected me in a, in a different way i didn't know some of the ins and outs and some of the details obviously especially regarding some of the sexual encounters but I'm not talking about the stuff with Javier. I'm talking before we get into that, because we will get into that. No. I'm, I'm talking about specifically reading the stuff between you and I, like situations that I reflected on that had to do with you and you and alone. No, those were those were all extremely accurate and a long time ago. So yeah, like it was almost a first read for me, too. There were moments where I was like, there were moments where I was like, God, did it happen that way? Like, did what that argument, you know, did it, you know, the, the, the gypsy Kings thing and all that. But, um, no, you, uh, you represented it perfectly. So I didn't really question it. Did that answer your question? Not at all, actually. Okay. <laughs> so let me, let me ask it again. No, I'm wondering if anything that you read, not like of like 
you know, this happened, she said this, I said this. I'm talking about the things that I then reflected on and he made me feel and this situation plugged me in because of this and this is why I pulled away. Like things that, you know, you can experience with another person, but you don't necessarily know the inner workings of their mind and their experience. Were there things that you read between you and I that kind of like surprised you or took you up? took you off guard no it didn't i i i um i think that's a that's a test to to how much i know you uh yeah i wasn't really surprised at any of the your feelings towards the situation uh the only surprise for me with your feelings came with the back and forth with 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 what I was going through, with the devastation I was feeling during the whole, well, during the whole, I mean, from cover to cover, except towards the end, I, I you know, that it was difficult for me to read some of that, but I wasn't, you act, you, you represented it, you know, accurately, but that, yeah, that, of course that was difficult. Did that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Um, okay, well, so then let's just take the hard fucking left and so we can get through this uh, this little detour and get the fuck out of it. Um, because obviously, Javier is a uh, supporting character in this book. Um, and while you knew everything that went on as far as the situations, it's obviously very, very different to read the explicit details of certain things. Um, whenever you and I would come back together, we would have very, very difficult talks about everything and be very brutally open and honest, um, which was not easy, but that's what you and I do. And it's why we've created a successful, you know, healthy foundation in our relationship. But I know that that was not only drudging up some very old shit for you but it was also just probably not fucking fun to read um well let's get to the drudging up listen i'm a human being i have insecurities and those insecurities were magnified to such a extreme extent for me while reading um that yeah it was definitely drudging up some some personal feelings uh it was also difficult to read the book after after listening to some of the podcasts listening to the uh not the 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 love bombing Mm -hmm. yeah like stuff like that and remember remember after the podcast i had a problem i called you and i was like dude i don't know if i can be listening and yeah that's the one that jackie and i recorded together about the love bombing and i don't don't know that can you explain what happened me i didn't know you freaked out about that episode uh well it's i freaked out about that episode in that first and foremost my feelings always go towards gaps i'm always like i some innate thing in me is like always looking out for her so it was hard to listen to that that episode and hear the trauma that she had endured from him um and the love bombing and that that was really hard for me to hear obviously it's almost a it's almost a parental thing it's like you don't want to hear your kid ever suffer i mean she's not my kid but like she's the love of my life so i anytime i hear her suffer at all it immediately puts me into reaction 
and I want to kill somebody. That's my problem. I, I get, I get like nobody fucks with my family ever. And so I get a little like plugged in through that. Then I start thinking about, wait, you were being love bombed while I was standing right here waiting. So that too is difficult. And I understand there was something missing. It wasn't right. And now I understand what was missing. I know everything now. But in the times that it, I'm listening to the thing or reading the book, it's very difficult. And then that, hence, that moment in the kitchen. That's what somehow I would go into the room and, and be like, what? Instead, I stopped. I took a breath and I was like, oh, okay. It's, and it's not a I won type of mentality it's a it's a choose your battles why why go in and tell her dude why uh, or are we taking that left what what left what just some it was just hard to hear some of the sexual encounters and that that plugged me into an insecurity of my own which is Got is it. yeah and we obviously you know went and did some sessions with our therapist after he read the book, uh, more so on my request than of his, um, because I wanted to make sure that we had really talked through everything and were able to be strong and united before I released this book. Because I had so the the majority of my anxiety of releasing this book was making sure that he was okay because he's my person and we're together and I never want to do anything that's going to negatively affect or hurt him. And obviously, I know I'm writing about things that even I'm not proud about that I know is going to hurt him. Whether he knows about it or not, it's it's still not fun to read and it's still hurtful. So I had a lot of anxiety around that. So when we went to therapy and we were talking all of this through, um, after one of our sessions, I remember calling him because the the main thing that was difficult was uh, reading wise was the sexual stuff. And when we had had this session, I remember I left the house to to go do errands or something and I called him and I I was like I need you to understand something. The reason why that there was this like toxic, you know, sexual addiction, whatever you want to call it, is because that is the only thing that person gave to me. So I held on to that like it was a fucking life raft. And with Tay, I have everything. Like I am emotionally supported. We have a great sexual relationship. He is like my best friend. I am like fully every fucking box is checked to where I don't need to focus my energy on one specific thing. So when you read in The Ridiculous Misadventures, like you're reading one aspect of Javier because that's the only thing I fucking got from that person. And you're reading so many aspects and it's not focused on one sexual aspect of Tay and I because I get so much more and that's why I'm so much more complete and happy with this person. Um, well, that's extremely comforting and warm to hear. And I always love to hear that from you. Um, I think I'd like to add to, you know, your anxiety prior to me, me reading this was, was, um, 
at the very forefront of my mind. I, it was because I know you wanted me to read it because we communicate so fucking well. And I know it, there isn't a, <clears throat> you curling up in a dark hole while you're writing it and then, and then asking me to read it. Like you're, we're communicating the whole time. So I knew that was, you were anxious. Um, <clears throat> going into that, with that mentality, it also kind of subdued my insecurities. Um, listen, it, it's all insecurities when reading about somebody else's, your partner's sexual encounters with somebody else. It's, that, that's all, what, what, she's never had sex with anybody? I mean, come on. It's just, this is being published. So that's where it get, that's where your insecurities get more. And then you start thinking, oh my God, am I as good? And like, you know, all that stuff comes. Um, but it's so unnecessary that I'm, as I'm getting older and learning through this process, it's so unnecessary. Some of these insecurities, it just slows you down and it's, it's really like all a part of the, the whole process. So I think it's interesting too, that people need to remember that as much as these these people um, that I write about in the book, you know, my two exes are characters in my story. Now they are, in fact, real living, breathing people that exist, um, that Tay has had two years of, you know, them being in his energy field in some way. And it, it it's very real, you know, so like when I was in the middle of my edit and had to have a conversation with Javier about permission for the second book. Tay was on the other end of that when I came in crying from that conversation, you know, and had to hold my hand through my fear of what the fuck does this mean for the book and for me? And like, how do I work through this? Well, okay. Do we want to hash through that conversation? Because I feel like it was like a pivotal turning point. It was a pivotal turning point, but I think I'll be more comfortable hashing through it on the subscription site because it's too close to home to talk about in such a public forum for more than just myself involved. And I, I'll just, I second that. It's a better for later but i will say speaking of pivotal conversations that conversation was probably more pivotal for me than either of those well, two. it was pivotal for me too <laughs> i'm like not and, in your and relationship me. and me and you and you, and <laughs> but, I mean, you but like it i'm trying to say it from my perspective so that you can have your space to say it later so for me and i i had just read the first book and then you had the conversation like a week later. So things in my mind were already like formulating of like, oh shit, this is not what I thought it was while I was existing in it. But it was pivotal for me because you heard a side in, in the sense that you were taking on the burden of something that was not your burden to take. And it, it was like destroying you mentally when it didn't have to and a person did that to you from their words you know and that to me was like that's not okay like a person's perception is their perception to have but then to put it on someone else to make them feel like they've done something wrong when they all they're doing is speaking their speaking truth. their truth is is not okay to do yeah and i think to blanket it 
you know, I allowed someone to take my power away from me. Um, and the realization of that happening again was really a hard pill for me to swallow. And if I could go back in time and say different things in that conversation, I would. Yeah. For sure. Okay, well, let's not talk more about it because I know you want to talk about it. Okay, great. Let's pivot again to the right. Pivot. <laughs> pivot. 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 Fucking friends references up shut in here. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> okay, so let's uh let's go into Yesenia now, shall we? Oh, Did you okay. know that that? Oh, well, obviously yeah. you Wait, know that. Wait, can that's I say? The, okay, I was so ready to like dismiss your description of me before you read it to me. I was like, she's gonna have it wrong because everybody gets it wrong. No, I was gonna be fuck like, you, she, bitch. Was, every, no, every, everyone's like, describe Jackie. And like, I've heard people and I'm like, that's not me. So I'm like, this. let's hear this. Cause I was like, this is, this is gonna be wrong. And then I was so ready to jump in and be like, no. But then I was like, Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> Wait, you have heard it? Yeah, I, uh-huh. I went in for the audiobook. She came, she was uh-uh. in the studio and for some like, of the audiobook. And she was like, do you want to read it? I was like, yes. And I was like, ready to like pounce. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, without further ado, let's give you a taste of uh, Yesenia's intro. Yesenia and I had met at the bar Tyler had worked at and had developed a pretty strong friendship over the last few months. She was a fiery Cuban who was also inherently shy which at first made her seem like she absolutely hated you. After a few nights of dancing and me pouring my love life out to her, she'd finally begun to let down the massive wall the world had taught her to build strongly around her heart. And we became best friends. Yay! Ding! Yay. I, okay, can I just say that wall is made of steel? <laughs> so the fact that, like, the and this is going to sound really pompous, but I don't give a fuck. Um, the fact that I let people in that wall is a huge honor (laughs) (laughs) and i'm honored (laughs) um but i was also reading i read a little bit more in that chapter because i just wanted to see like the introduction of like my personality my character and i think the first thing i say we're we're in the club or something and you're like i don't know if i want to fuck them or punch them and the first, very first quoted material that you have me speak is, do both, but let it be the last, because this is bullshit. And then I was like, okay, if I'm the bitch with just the one-liners, I'm cool with that. Oh my God, I can't. Okay, that's not the first thing you say that is in a later chapter, but it's a pivotal moment. And I, I'm totally being cool with just having like the funny one-liners. I felt like I, I feel like I wrote you pretty fucking authentically. I'm just saying. No, you got me pretty... Like you hit it on the head. So for all the people that are going Yesenia, why the fuck did you name Jackie Yesenia? Why don't you give them that answer? So she calls me. She's like, I need like a really Latin sounding name. And I think we I threw out some names and you're like, no, no, no. And then I was like, call me Yesenia. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's great. I was like, that's my cousin's name. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It like definitely like gives a very descriptive Mm -hmm. character image in your head when you read that. Oh, yeah, because that name is kind of like very Latin. (laughs) Okay, so the people want to know, Jacqueline, are you going to take two years to read this book? Yes. Really? But you have to do book club for it. (laughs) You came in so fast. So offended. No, I will read it when it comes out. Ridiculous. I mean, I mean, I have a copy of it now. I should be reading it now, but. I, I got gave, shit to do because I you gave keep her one busy. of my, my proof <laughs> yeah, copies. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna play a little game, everybody. 
um, that actually Jackie came up with. And I worked really hard on these questions because there's not much that the two people sitting in this room don't know about me. So to have to do two truths and a lie with them is kind of difficult because like they'll know, you know, like most of the things that I could give as facts, they'd be like, that's bullshit. So I really tried hard to to come up with things that would stump you guys. It's, it was really, really difficult. So Jackie, why don't you first describe what two truths and a lie is? So two truths and a lie is basically we're going to ask each other about a circumstance or a situation or just the book in general to give us two truths that weren't necessarily obvious from the book and then one lie that clearly is not in the book. And we have to, the other two people have to try and guess which one's the lie. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, this is going to be difficult for Gabs and I 100% because we live every moment together. So it's, it, it was... It was hard. It was hard. Okay. I'm ready. Who wants to go first? Who should go first? Go ahead. Anybody. You go first. Ew. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Hang on. I got my little notes right here. Okay. So I'm just going to read like one, two, three, and then you guys tell me which one is the lie and you guys can play play along at home if you're listening. Um, Okay. I only did one full edit pass because it was so difficult for me. I deleted a chapter of a run-in with Daniel. There's multiple names in the second book I did not change. Hang on, let me read them again. (laughs) Okay, number one. I only did one full edit pass because it was so difficult for me. I deleted a chapter of a run-in with Daniel. Number three. There's multiple names in the second book I did not change. Go. Well, I know. I know. I think the lie is you only did one edit pass. That is 100% the lie. Fuck, man. I thought those were really well (laughs) done. Bitch, I live with you. I I, I see all the shit you go through. You're like, this is my fourth. Do you know how (laughs) anal you are? Like, impossible. Just one pass. Get the fuck out of here. God damn it. I thought that was going to be like slightly more difficult. Fuck. Okay. Yesenia, go for it. I did not prep for this. So... Because she's unprepared. I'm not unprepared. I'm too prepared where I cannot fit any more things in my brain. So (laughs) somebody asked me about a circumstance, Mm. like a part of the book. Okay, 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 okay. I got it. I got it. The night that we went to dinner and then dancing with Javier and Manny and like your boyfriend was there that whole night. All right. Two truths and a lie. Yeah. Um. This is why we prepared because I would never be able well, to do this on the spot. Just I just saying. thought of like three lies in a row and I was like, wait, <laughs> what's true? Okay. Um, well, so then do two lies and a truth. Switch it up. So which one's... No, stop. You're confusing okay, me. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So I pulled Gabrielle aside and told her that... She, that it wasn't okay what was going on and that she needed to end it. Um, John and I contemplating not going dancing. Hmm. I pulled Javier aside later on and told him that I would fuck him up. 
if he did anything more. Oh my god, wait, this is really good. I know what the answer is. How do you know? Okay, you answer first. Did you do two truths? I did two truths. Yeah. So what's the lie? The lie is you going up to Javier and saying, I'll fuck you up. That's the lie. Fuck, I don't know, man. I think that's kind of her vibe. I'm going to go with you and John contemplating going dancing. Tay is correct. Fuck! (laughs) I'm failing at this game, guys. Because you were pretty drunk that night, so I could have seen you like going up and saying some stupid shit. Or not that that was stupid, but I could have seen you doing it. I that. mean, it does sound like something I would do, but I had just told you to go fuck him and stop. Right. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be like, stop doing what you're doing. Right, right. I, like, right. I kind of want to okay. see how this Fair plays enough. out. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Tay, you're up. Go with that. All right. Here we go. So this is throughout the whole book. Right. Yeah. The whole, the whole book, uh, close to every time I was with one of my friends who were friends with you on social media while you were on your trip, I used their account to watch you or track you or like go on and see where you were. So you're incognito. Okay. Basically what every female does all the time. (laughs) How do you think I learned it? Um, here we go. Before you left on your trip, I reached out to numerous close friends of yours to let them know that I would wait. And the last one is I knew who you slept with either before you slept with him or the night of sleeping with him on your trip. Uh, I'm going to go that the lie is number two that you reached out to numerous of my friends and told me and said that you would wait. I think that's the lie. I think knowing who you slept with is the lie. Gabrielle, you're right. Fuck, <gasps> finally. Yay! <sighs> go me, go me, go me. Um, but that's kind of, I'm kind of cheating because I only know that because when I came back from Asia, you did tell me that there was one time where you were on someone else's account and looked at my page to like make sure I was alive and okay. And you saw a particular person and you inferred what you thought was going on. And I was right. Well, yeah. I don't think I knew that part. Yeah. You didn't tell me that. You got to read the book. Spoiler alerts, guys. (laughs) Two years later. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, what you said something before we started recording that you had you Tay mm-hmm. had feelings about Jackie oh. regarding this book and I need to know what those are. I do too because I'm yeah. like stumped here. Um, <clears throat> again, this is coming from a very uh, this was coming from an, an ins- insecure place, but it was hard to well before we blocked each other before you went on your trip all that we weren't blocked so it was always difficult because i love you jackie um and you know i was the one who introduced you guys but that i don't take credit for that but i mean like yeah you 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 are a special person and it was it was hard to see some of the posts um when I knew you guys were together and I knew you were with him, it wasn't, it, I didn't feel betrayed. I had none, none of that. It was just kind of like, ugh. it was rough. 
that was like, the only thing. Um, you but mean like she I, needed a friend too. So like, I, I mean, you it's, mean like I was doing something wrong by hanging out with. No, no, not doing anything wrong. You, you, it just stung. You were with her, which was great. And thank God. Um, I didn't want any loyalty towards me. It just stung. Like there was one. I don't know if I can say this. Yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, I don't even think it's in the book. It's not, and I know what you're talking about. It was the night that we went to a show that Javier invited us to, and this chapter didn't make the cut of the book. Um, you mean on Halloween? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, not yes. that time. It was a different time. But that time, too. That time, too, <laughs> no, and 100%. She, and she posted a photo yeah. of <clears throat> us in our costume, and it was when we were there. And you know what? I have to take a little bit of all of the responsibility for that because I was putting my friends or anyone that was in my life in that situation of knowing both of you, mm -hmm. you know, so it wasn't their responsibility to be like, oh, no, sorry, like you can't bring this person out or no, I like this person better. So I'm not going to go tonight. Um, that was that falls on my shoulders. Well, and it shouldn't really fall on anybody's shoulders. And and let me be very clear. I, I wasn't mad. I, I, that wasn't that was an all it was all coming from an insecure place of why isn't she choosing me right i mean that's really where this it stems from but to but know I'm, that like a mutual friend was there that was like a little stinging i'm a little confused though okay so you were upset that gabrielle was didn't quote unquote choose you mm -hmm. and you were upset that I was with her when she wasn't choosing you. No, because... I wasn't upset. I was, it, it stung to know that, okay, she's not choosing me. She's choosing him. And now all her friends are along for the ride. Oh. So it didn't really have anything to do with you, to be honest. Got it. It just well, was like stinging. And it, and it really, the Halloween one was the later one. It was really earlier on. It was another it, one. It was, it's the difference between, a random friend of mine going and being out and hanging out while he's there and like someone that he considers also a friend with me hanging out. There. I see. Yeah. And I get that. I totally get that. It's a weird fucked up situation. I'm an asshole. You know, that's just. <laughs> no, no, you're not. You were trying to figure it out yourself. And again, Jackie definitely wasn't mad at you. It really had nothing to do with you. It literally, it was all my feelings and it had to do with her. So just so you know, but that's, that was, that was tough reading it. And it was not reading it as much as, although you're in the book, uh, as much as the posts. That was Remembering it. Yeah. Because we dealt with this in real life time. Mm -hmm. So I get that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So to wrap up this celebratory uh, book two episode, um, let's do a takeaways. Because you've, I mean, Tay, you've obviously read the book, so your overall ending takeaway from it, and I'll do mine, and then Jackie, obviously, you haven't read it yet, so you can just do your takeaway from the experience of watching me go through and read it and doing the uh, the podcast with me, all the things. Mm -hmm. In hindsight, the one of the takeaways is something that I'm going to piggyback on that I just said. And even though it was stinging to see some of the posts or whatever, <clears throat> thank God you were there, Jackie. Thank God you were like with her to either steer her in the right direction or tell her what you told her, like 
do both and make it the last time, you know, thank God you were there. That, that's always helpful. Some of the takeaways that I took from the book obviously was the learning lesson of my own insecurities and how to process that. Um, that was massive, a massive lesson for me that I didn't even know was going to occur. So that's a huge takeaway. <clears throat> um, the biggest takeaway though was, was knowing Gabrielle as well as I do and seeing the light in her eyes and in her spirit when she writes. It's fucking phenomenal. Even when she's crying through the, through the words and she's miserable and she fucking hates it and she wants to throw her computer. Even those times, I think it's so dauntingly beautiful what she's doing and what she's creating. And that's the biggest takeaway for me to see my partner that like ambitious and that like strong and powerful to go and do this and 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 work through the tears and work through the laughter and that's the biggest takeaway for anybody it's what's happening with epray fml it's like dude, she's changing the fucking world one person at a time fine go for it that's a big takeaway for her partner to to like look at that and be like oh this is the person i'm in a relationship thank god like i fucking chose right Oh, I love you. That was really sweet. I'm gonna get a tissue. Okay, go, Jackie. Let me collect oh, myself. Um, so I'm saying my because I haven't read the book, so I'm saying my takeaway with just doing the show. Yeah. Um, I've learned a lot. I think just from watching things unfold in front of me that like. I'm supposed to be there to watch, but I feel like I shouldn't be there to watch, you know? And like one of them is the relationship you two have where it seems to be like my idea of like what relationships were supposed to be as a child is completely diminished because of watching you two. And that's like a huge thing for me because I grew up thinking everyone leaves, everyone is shitty to each other, everyone like, you're going to end up in divorce. You're going to end up this and don't do this and don't do that. And like steer clear. And like, just, I didn't want to get married for the longest time. I didn't want to have kids for the longest time. Cause I just didn't think that a, that kind of normalcy existed. Right. I grew up, whatever I'm adult now. I know that it does, but I think witnessing it actually in front of me solidified in my brain that like, it's, a relationship is not something that you search to find to have. It's something that you build. And that's, I think that's very clear from the two of watching the two of you, because even knowing from the book, the back and forth, the ups and downs, which is normal to me. I'm like, oh, that's a normal thing. But now seeing this and like you guys have a house now and you're like co-parenting and like doing the whole thing. You have your show, you have your books coming out and it's working and you guys talk about it constantly that I'm like, oh, this is this is what normal is. It's not the fairy tale and it's not the shithole. It's somewhere in between <laughs> that you just grow together to to discover. And that's a big takeaway for me. I think a takeaway just from Gabrielle is like, you are honestly one of the best friends I've ever had because you see me for me and like, we've gone at each other's throats, but even that you've never like 
abandoned me. And like, I'm used to so many people walking out because they can't handle me. And I'm no, I know that I'm like a thing, you know, like I know that I've got like shit. An enigma. But like, <laughs> I'm an enigma. Um, I, I, because of what I've been through and what I've seen and what I know, like I know my ness, it's not for everybody. And the fact that you have accepted me in that has allowed me to be open to learning from you and seeing what you're able to create makes me want to be like, well, if my best friend can do this and no one told her that she could and could not, and I'm here helping her through it, there's no reason that I can't do what I want to do without inhibitions or restrictions or me thinking that it's not possible because of whatever, you know? So that's, that's my biggest takeaway is that like, while I'm helping you achieve your goals, you're helping me unfold into the person I'm supposed to be. Guys, those were both like way more beautiful than I was expecting. I was not prepared. <laughs> well, let me, can I just say one thing in, in addition is that make no mistake about it. I don't think her and I would be here right now if these two books didn't go down exactly the way they went down. So there is that's another takeaway that you kind of uh, mentioned. It's like you all go through learning lessons and you get better. Like I talked about my insecurities, like I learned through these books, some of my insecurities. So there's no way. I mean, thank God this, this you know, she had to deal with the so endure some of the things that she did because it only made her more powerful. And now it's making people like us look at her going like, you know, let's be like her. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to, I want to be like you. Well, like I think it's more than just let's be like her. It's more like a let's build a community of mm -hmm. people that can do whatever the fuck they want to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love that. And thank you both for your beyond flattering and beyond kind words. I really, truly appreciate it and love you both. Um, I think my takeaway from all of it is that I feel this like sense of relief because I finally feel safe and like secure and I feel like it was so much shit that I had to go through and I would do it 10 times over to be where I am now but I'm really really excited to close that chapter book whatever you want to call it um and I am forever grateful and thankful to the people I have met along the way and the people that I have now gotten to know in this incredible community of FMLers. And I'm just fucking really, really thankful and grateful. Burning question now. Uh-oh. Will there be a book three? I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely, I fucking hope not. I want to thank Jackie and Tay for coming on and hanging out with me to celebrate the official fucking launch of the ridiculous misadventures of a single girl. I hope you guys enjoy it. It was a labor of blood, sweat, fucking tears, and then some. Next week, we are diving into another questions episode where Jackie and I are going to sit down and answer all the questions submitted by y'all. It's a good one. 
As always, make sure you guys are subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast for all the behind the scenes stuff. And if you are not on the subscription in the private Facebook group and getting all the awesome bonus content where all of the secrets of book two and everything that was left on the cutting room floor will be, that's where you should be headed next, which is patreon.com slash FML Talk. I love you guys so much. Happy fucking reading and have a self-love cocktail on me. Cheers. Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.